Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox, and myself, Brady Quinn. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, grooving, man. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. It's LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever you are making us a part of your Friday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We'll take you all the way up till the end of the hour, 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific here on Fox Sports Radio. And as it is every single Friday, even when there's not legitimate football games going on this weekend, (laughs) it's a damn football Friday here. Yeah. Yeah. Football Friday here. Yeah. Come on! Yeah. Come on! Football! Football! Yeah! 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 Football Touchdown. Friday! Yeah! 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 yeah. Do it! Do it! Do it! Football Friday! Yeah! 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 Jump on it! Yep! 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 I see you, Berto. I, I don't know why, up. but I, I always envision oh, us if we could all get together God. for that. And it kind of being, um, was it Rocky Four in the beginning? Was living in America. <laughs> it's, uh, like, yeah. that that's was, what that I envisioned was when they for the Russian. That, yeah. was, that yes. was when Apollo was fighting the Russian. <laughs> was, that, was that the beginning of Rocky Four? It, it was kind of in the beginning. Yeah, it was okay. in the beginning. Because, you know, he had, to, he had to kill off Mahomie, and, and, and then Rocky had to get mad and uh, go fight. You know what, though? So funny, it, without man. Apollo being killed off, we wouldn't have Creed, and the Creeds have been pretty legit. I haven't they, seen those. They've been legit. all right. Yeah, I haven't seen those. I, I, I've heard they're uh, not bad. But I almost feel like if Apollo was here, it would be better, though. It, it would be like Apollo coaching with Rocky, training his kid, and Ivan Drago uh, training his kid, and then everybody's got a kid. Because you, rem- you remember Rocky tried – to put his kid in boxing. (laughs) He didn't quite make it to the ring, I don't believe. I think he was just learning how to defend himself in the streets, but everybody had a son that fought. Yeah, he it, he had too much of that Adrian genetics. Oh yeah, the Adrian yeah. genetics. Okay, yeah, well, right. yeah. I'm just saying yeah. she didn't the want him to fight. Shot, you know, well, she didn't want him to fight. Well, a lot I mean, of these Twitter cats got that that mama uh, trait in their pet shop. Oh yeah, talents. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they're not radio <laughs> talents. They're, they're not media talents. They're pet shop talents. <laughs> pet you know pet shop I mean? talents. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Go put good. that bird feed down, player. Uh, very, <laughs> very very good. Feed the, feed the parakeets. Feed them parakeets. Uh, all right. It's <laughs> try not to be mad. At them parakeets, love, oh, on, love on them hamsters and uh, gerbils. Speaking of, speaking of a <laughs> careful, uh, uh, hey, speak, you know, not, not too much. A little hide and go seek. Uh, not, uh, speaking of uh, <laughs> pet shops, uh, let's talk about the NFL's pet shop. It is uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's a circus. They got all sorts of fun stuff going on. Here's a question I have for you guys: Now that they finally found a head coach after they had a month head start on everybody else, and it's Doug Peterson uh, who takes over the helm there. If every single – and we could ask Albert Breer about this. He's going to join us here in about uh, 15 minutes from now. If if all the same concerns keep happening, why is there not a change made? So 
Uh, you got Byron Leftwich, as we talked about earlier, who said uh, he didn't want the job because Trent Baalke was there. You've got Jim Harbaugh, who was a really successful head coach in the NFL. He couldn't get along with Trent Baalke anymore. And you've got Doug Peterson, who ended up taking the job, who's already expressed concerns about having to work with Trent Baalke. Yet Trent Baalke's still there. Like At some point, if you're Shad Khan... Don't you start asking some questions like, hey, why doesn't anybody want to work with the guy that I've appointed as having some leverage and control in this organization? Or is it, I don't want to look like a fool based on what happened with the Urban Meyer situation, so I've got to go ahead and stick to my guns here and try and hope hope, hope in the end that I'm going to be right. Like, I don't get it. I'm confused by the whole thing. <sighs> I, I always wonder if these owners, because of how wealthy they are, if they just have other interests that are more important than this. In some cases, I, I don't know that the owners prioritize an NFL team as much as they do their other endeavors. So I, I, I just wonder how much he cares. I know his son uh, is involved with a soccer team. Yeah, um, he's more involved now. He used to be much more involved with the analytics within the, the Jaguars. Yeah, now he's, he's and, really not. And now he's running in a professional wrestling company. And yeah. I know that that's been taking up a lot of their time. And that's not a joke. That's a real thing. And yeah. I, so I don't know if that is impacting uh, what is happening there in Jacksonville. But uh, I, I, why do I feel like you're just smiling right now? Because I, I am. It's just funny. <laughs> they're just uh, they're just so bad. <laughs> I think I think Bulky has obviously done something well enough where people buy into and trust him. And 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 listen, I I can I could think of two or three names that right off the top of my head based off of some semblance of success that they've had in their in their career the duration of their career that they were good enough salespeople. and I think if you can continue to be good enough at selling people on what your vision is and how it can work you will you will have some people that support that and continue to stay with that and and try to ride out the process of what it could possibly be yeah. based upon what they hoped what, that they were hiring this person for. When you say sales, you know what I think of? I think of their good storytellers. Like we as humans are we're already wired to love stories. We love them when we're little as kids. And as you get older, you don't realize it. But when people sell you on something, they're telling you a story. They're, they're, they're selling you on why you need this product, good, service, whatever. And they're selling you with a story. And that's where I feel like he obviously has the ear of Shad Khan as a salesman. But like almost that, he's just a good storyteller maybe. Like how do you, how do you explain what happened in San Francisco where you resurface again? You got to have a great story. You know, how do you get the ear of someone you've never worked with before to become the general manager in the first place? You got to be a good storyteller. The, the, the success maybe of your past, but also figuring how to diffuse the the losses, the weaknesses, whatever else is out there. And you got to be a good storyteller to do that. Uh, so I, I just I think he must be one hell of a storyteller, man. It's just they're, they're just a it's comedy through and through. So we can uh, get more from uh, Albert Breer as to how the hell that whole uh, situation went down. Uh, here's the other thing I wanted to add. And now we're, we're going to go ahead and uh, we're going to rank this is a fun little game here, impromptu game uh, on uh, Fox Sports Radio. Rank the diss. All right. So somebody dissed somebody else in the NFL world. And uh, you guys on a scale one to, to 11, we were going to go one to 10. 
him, but that's played out. And because LeVar wore number 11, we can go 1 to 11. Hey. Uh, what do you think of the diss? So I'm going to read quotes from Jimmy Haslam, the Browns owner, uh, in regards to Hugh Jackson, his former head coach, who came out and said that, uh, you know. Uh, 11 well, Jimmy, being the worst diss of it all, right? Yeah, yeah okay. 11 being like, Ranking I mean, t- top diss. notch. All right. So we've got several uh, responses from Jimmy Haslam to Hugh Jackson's claims where he alluded to being rewarded to lose games. Because if that's the case, I mean, Jeff Bezos uh, is neck and neck with Hugh Jackson for the wealthiest man in America. If that's if we're rewarding guys for losing games like Hugh Jackson claims, um, then, then he must have made a lot of money. And so uh, Jimmy Haslam uh, was talking uh, with uh, Knox News. I'm not making that up. Uh-oh. Yeah, Knox, Knox News. news. Uh, that's, that's really where, who he's talking that to. That cannot be a real that's true. That's true. Listen, okay. man, I told you. It's now it's the Knoxville News Sentinel, but they call it Knox News. <laughs> they, uh, they do. They I'm telling no you. They do. Le- all right, Lee, let's go live to our. I can confirm Lee that it's called Knox Roberts News DeLapp Insider. Lee, what do we got? Fourth. It's true. Unfortunately, it's weird. Yeah, unfortunately, it's, it's, it's the Knox yeah, News. Unfortunate. Yeah, kiss my ass. It's not unfortunate. Yeah. All right, listen. It's for, unfortunately. Uh, all right, so here's what we got. Um, yeah. These are uh, quotes from uh, Jimmy Haslam. So do we have uh, some game show music here. Uh, Lavar and Brady are going to rank the discs from Jimmy Haslam to Hugh Jackson. All right, so here we go. Let's get it started. Let's go. Quote, Hugh Jackson has never accepted any responsibility for our record during that time period. He's been masterful at pointing fingers, but has never accepted any blame. I have accepted a ton of blame, and rightfully so. There are a lot of things I could have done better. Hugh has never accepted blame for one thing. All right, 1 to 11, rank the diss. It's like a five. What? Really? That's like a five to you me. Give that I'm a like, five? I think it's like a ten. All I mean, right. that's a five to me. You know why? Because there's truth in what Haslam said, and you remember during that period when he was rolling through coaches, like there was like a one year track record for a while. Employees were just beside themselves every year when he'd get up and say he's making another change. But I mean, it's kind of looking on the up and up now. But he's being honest. Like he's he did take a lot of accountability for their. You know, they're, they're shortcomings. Yeah, if that's why. Yeah, right, I mean, so, so Brady, Brady's got a 10. Uh, lavar has got a five. All right. Yeah. I feel like this is the slam dunk contest where uh, just, we got a uh, ranging score. Oh yeah. Uh, I can uh, see that. So, all right, next up, uh, this is the, uh, the fun little game show sweeping the nation here. It's uh rate the disc from Jimmy Haslam to Hugh Jackson here. Uh, this on the subject of being uh, paid to lose games or being compensated to lose. Come games. on. Quote unequivocally. Hugh Jackson was never paid to lose games. That is an absolute falsehood. And it's also an absolute falsehood that I laughed while we were losing. Most people who know me would say that's not how Jimmy would react to losing. In the 15-minute ESPN interview that he did for approximately 14 and a half minutes, it was about how he was treated so poorly with the Browns and lots of claims he had. 1 to 11. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, maybe he's just long. not a good diss. Maybe he's just yeah. not a good disser. Okay, I mean, you there's know? more. Good. I mean, is that is there more I, to that I, one? Yes. Yeah. No. No. That's it. That's that's all, it for that right, one. So we're breaking oh, this like up three. into three parts. Like so you got a three. Four. All right. Yeah, so like all right. So here we go. Let's see if uh, anything can top the first this one game here. Stinks. All right, Come let's on. See he's got to do better. Man. Start a stink. He's got to like go. He's got to go a little deeper. He's got to live live a little bit on the edge. Like this dude, I'm dissing on Twitter. Like you got to go a little bit further, man. You got to you got to cut him. Speaking of, no, I don't like letting things go. I don't do it. Speaking of stink, come on, come on. Let's go. All right. So here we no, go. Uh, all, right, all right, last Ooh. one up here. Jimmy Haslam, uh, the uh, rank the diss uh, <laughs> to uh, Hugh Jackson. <laughs> I can't think 
of any individual that I've worked with over the past 45 years that I spent as much time trying to help to be successful as I did Hugh Jackson. That's his, an 11. See, his, that's what I'm, I'm looking done. for right his, there. His third you year, didn't have to go anymore. His third that, year. <laughs> that's the 11. Go ahead. His third year when our roster began to pretty dramatically improve, the eight games he coached, we were 2-5-1. and one. After he was dismissed, we went 5-3. and three. Oh, that's 12. That's a 12. He got extra credit. So we're going. <laughs> he got extra credit on that one. So, See, now that is a diss. That's so, a diss. So Read it again so everybody <laughs> understands. That's the real diss. That's what I was looking for, right? Uh, that's that's real material. Go ahead. I it. can't think of any individual that I've worked with over the past 45 years that I spent Damn. as much time trying to help be successful as I did Hugh Jackson. 45 years. His third year <laughs> when our roster began to pretty dramatically improve the eight games he coached, we were 2-5-1. After he was dismissed, we went 5-3. and three. Dang. Bang. That's a diss. Bang. That's a diss. How about that? That's what, what I was looking what for. What do we got, Brady? Is that top your 10 from the first one? <laughs> nah, that- I, I would say that's it probably tops the first one. Okay. I, if I could, if I could, now hearing that, if I could re-score it, I would have given the first one maybe an eight and this one a 10. Listen, that's fine. I mean, there's <laughs> no... That's, uh, that's fair. Uh, but that... <laughs> that's a diss. That is a diss. That's that. That's that. Now, that, that. That's where you. When he reads that. When Hugh Jackson reads that. You want that to hurt. Yeah. You want a, it to hurt. Here's the. Uh, so if you're if you're listening to the show and you're like, God, it sounds like something else was going on in the studio while we were playing said 45 that. Forty five minutes. Forty five years. Yeah. Uh, if you were here listening to the show, Jeez, that's a and, long time. Uh, and you heard it and you said, Man, it sounds like something else is going on in the studio while oh, they're trying bro, to play that game. I wish we had a camera in, in the control yeah. room. Uh, you were correct. And if one of your guesses was Lee, must have uh, blew you know, it you know, down. Uh, uh, oh, uh, the uh, the the Lee volcano must have erupted. Lee, uh, that what's is going to eat, man? Yeah. Yeah. Roberto was getting cocky this morning, throwing some softballs over the plate. Oh. I, I decided to bring the heat. Oh, <laughs> what, oh. what is it you eat, dude? What do you eat? I had some Bob's Big Boy last night. <laughs> what is Bob's Big Boy? <laughs> what is uh, Bob's? You, know, you don't know who Bob's Big Boy is? Oh, no. Bob's Big no. Boy. He's, he's a you know cultural icon. Yeah. He's, he's the big boy. Lee, I want you to be honest. Did you Is this ha- like Fresh's big boy? No, this is Bob's big boy. It's like an old diner. Like it's from like the 1950s. You know, Isn't Bob's Mel's big boy? a thing out there. Uh, yeah, Mel stinks. Uh, Lee, <laughs> yeah, uh, did sucks. you have the blue cheese? Of course I had the yeah, blue cheese. Uh, that's oh, Bob's that's big boy blue was. cheese dressing. Wow. Yeah, that's what the problem was. Um, yeah. <laughs> Lee. Uh, what's wrong with you? Uh, why, why do you I, continue to do this to him? Roberto, you know, he was, he was he was rattling him off this morning, so I thought game was on. Uh, why are you deflecting? I mean, you're, you're almost like being like Hugh Jackson right now. Yeah, come on. Yeah. <laughs> hey, meanwhile, I'm owning you know, it. I got. You know, he, uh, he I didn't open it. the back door. That's what it, I did. It's just, the problem is, uh, it's like an, a, you know, it's not the biggest studio in the world. And uh, Roberto's got these like a, in the coal mines. Man, you're lucky I don't need like I used to. Tell you that. <laughs> it's like it's like we got we got dueling pianos uh, in there, and everybody's trying to outdo the other one. Uh, well done. Uh, <laughs> now we can't walk in there. All right, uh, two pros and a cup of Joe Fox Sports Radio. Pedoro, right, Roberto? That's Pedoro, man. Damn right. Uh, it's uh, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. <laughs> what do you uh, call uh, Lee's pants right now? Yeah. What, what, say that one. Yeah. What, what, how do you say that? 
Caca. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, coming up next, uh, we are going to talk <laughs> with uh, our NFL insider. I know exactly what that word We're going to talk with our NFL insider about some of these uh, these stories in the NFL involving coaches and whether or not uh, we could see the Miami Dolphins have to sell their team. We'll get all the latest on it right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two pros and a cup of Joe here, Fox Sports Radio. We got the BQ news coming up here uh, later on in the hour, about 20 minutes from now. But right now, we turn it over to one of our guys. He's Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB. You can get him on Twitter at Albert Breer uh, at the Senior Bowl. Now, uh, how is uh, Mobile, Alabama? Are you uh, diving into some of the barbecue there? What's the scene like, Albert? I'm not there anymore, actually. I got okay. back late last well, night. But, uh, wow. In and out. If you guys, you guys can see, my, my voice is a little raspy, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a long few days. Yeah, that's pretty I, much I did the standard, not, I did not wind up going to Dreamland. Oh, no. Um, I, like, I like Dreamland barbecue, but I, uh, I did go. Like They've got a lot of great like, like Southern-style seafood down there. Mm. Uh, it's actually like pretty underrated for that stuff. Hmm. I mean, mm. I, I would have just right. gotten, I'll be honest with you, this is the difference between Albert and myself. Uh, I would have just gotten hammered, hammered every single night out there. Hey, he hey, wouldn't do that, though. Hey, Al, did you get an opportunity to check out Jesse Laquetta while you were watching practices? What? The def- Jesse Laquetta? The defensive end linebacker um, from Penn State. From Penn State. He's, he's, he's asking about a Penn State. Yeah. I, didn't, I, I didn't get a great look at him, no. Oh, I, I'll be honest, oh, guys. When I go, we don't have bigger things I'll, to talk I'll about. I'll be honest, guys. When I go to these <laughs> things, That's why I wanted to throw it out there quickly. Things, this, this is way more of like a networking thing for me. Okay. So, right. like, so you I aren't mean, scouting. I, I, I watch practice, but I'm there to gather information and network from and all the coaches that, and stuff so, i got yeah. you i got you hey um yeah. albert did you see the notre dame guy i'm just i'm sure. yeah um, <laughs> well i mean i just i, I, I just I figured did, i'd start it off with something I did quick see, you know i did see something you said in regards to the dolphins and steven ross yesterday and, and, I, and i want our audience to hear it whether or not this is legitimate did i yeah. did i hear you say that you think steven ross is going to defend this allegation by brian flores about a hundred k per loss, by saying he did say it in a joking manner. Is that did I hear that right? Uh oh. Yeah, I mean, look, that was one thing I had sort of heard over the last couple of days, and you know, discussing obviously what was in the lawsuit with people was that, like, the idea that he could say, well, "I was joking around," and Uh-oh. I mean, I. I mean, look, like, I don't know whether or not he said it directly to anybody. Um, it's just one thing I heard that he could that he could say that he was he was joking about the hundred thousand dollar payments. And obviously, I mean, Brady, you live down there like it was a big topic of discussion for that full year. Um, you know, a lot of people thought they were tanking and you know, all the, 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 the transactions over the course of that year, clearing cap space, building up draft capital, trading away veterans like Minka Fitzpatrick and Laramie Tunsil. Um, you know, I, I, it was obviously a big topic of discussion in South Florida that entire year. And so, yeah, I mean, that was one thing that sort of, you know, I, I came up over the last couple of days was that maybe Stephen Ross would defend himself in this case by saying that he was joking around about incentivizing tanking. Ew. That could, I mean, you want to follow up on that, Brady, or do we want to move on from that? I mean, yeah, you can follow up. I, I, I mean, I, <laughs> 
is that is that wise to even allow that to to leak out as a leaked out approach to this? That, I mean, that sounds yeah. horrible. Yeah, I does. mean, the whole thing's horrible. The whole thing's not good, guys. I mean, like, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, and I haven't seen the movie in a long time, but isn't this like Shoeless Joe? Right? Like, I mean, like, yeah. I, I I don't know like the difference. Like, I I don't know where there's a huge difference between this and something like that. And so. You know, if this is legitimate, like if there was incentives to to tank, um, you know, then that's a very serious allegation because all anything, all all any of these sports have, and you guys know this, like all any of these sports have is that they're played on the level. That's the, that's what separates it from professional wrestling, right? And so, like I, like I, like any sort of accusation like this has to be taken very very seriously. And look, like if there's legitimacy to what Brian Flores is accusing Stephen Ross of, I, like, I mean, I almost think you have to make him sell a team. Like, I, this is as serious as it gets. And so, um, you know, like, obviously, like, there's this, the, 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 the main thing, uh, the, the, the main point Brian Flores was trying to get across was what happened with his personal experience and what it means um, as far as where the, the league stands with diversity in the coaching ranks. But, I mean, that detail um, in this whole thing, I mean, brings about some very, very serious questions. And, you know, again, if, if it's legitimate, if the accusation is legitimate, like, then the league has to take a serious look at Stephen Ross's ownership of the Dolphins. It's uh, Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, two pros and a cup of joe with you here on FSR. Um, I want to ask you about the Doug Peterson hire in Jacksonville. What the hell happened? What is going on there with Trent Balky, with Byron Leftwich, with uh, candidates not wanting to be a part of it because of Balky's involvement? Like, like, what is the structure there in Jacksonville, and why ultimately was Doug Peterson the guy? Well, so like, this is—I mean, like the the most amazing fact, um, and I, I want to give credit to—I think it was Tim Calacami out in the Bay Area who initially tweeted this. Um, Trent Balky's last five years in the NFL five different head coaches, three in San Francisco, two in Jacksonville, and now this will be a sixth in six years, <laughs> which is insane, right? And I think it speaks to why there was a lot of distrust towards him. I mean, if we're calling it what it is, you know, people thought he stabbed Jim Harbaugh in the back. People thought he stabbed Jim Tom Sewell in the back. People thought he stabbed Urban Meyer in the back. And, like, people thought he stabbed Dave Caldwell, who hired him there in the back. And... Like, that's why, you know, head coaching candidates were leery about the idea of going there. And it speaks to that distrust. Like, there are only only 32 of these. So the fact that guys were willing to walk away from an opportunity to go there or the chance of an opportunity to go there, I think speaks volumes about where a lot of people stand with Trent Balke. And quite honestly, guys, Doug Peterson was one of those guys. A couple weeks ago, he was the front runner. He fell off the radar. And I know a lot of people felt like the reason why was he didn't like the structure that was in place there. And so I'm not sure this is completely over as far as what the front office is going to look like. And it'll be really interesting to see whether or not Doug Peterson was able to convince Shad Khan that he had to bring somebody with him. If he was going to be there, there had to be another front office guy there. And so, you know, Rick Spielman's name has been – thrown around. Rick Spielman and Doug Peterson share an agent. 
Um, it'll be interesting to see if Rick Spielman, the former Vikings GM, comes in and is paired with um, with with Doug Peterson because that's that that would be the one thing that would explain why Doug Peterson went from really lukewarm interest two weeks ago to now being the head coach of the Jaguars. Let, let me let me follow up on that and and ask you in terms of him having trepidation because of the structure and all of those things you just mentioned, how much does it play a part in the the narratives that seem to be out there on on the headlines is best decision outside or next or after Byron Leftwich. You're coming into a situation where we all know how it ended up and, and what he had to deal with in Philadelphia. Is, is this has anything surfaced, or do you suspect that there may be a surfacing of addressing the fact that it almost comes as he is the choice based upon them not getting who they originally wanted to bring in and what he represents, Byron Leftwich, that is, to that yeah. Jacksonville market? I want like like I I want to wait before I pass judgment until I can figure out the complete detail on this because. I mean, I can tell you, like, Adrian Wilson and Byron Leftwich are close. Adrian Wilson is seen league-wide as a very viable general manager candidate. And so, like, it makes sense to me that Byron would walk away if he couldn't get the setup he wanted there. And it makes sense to me that that setup might include Adrian Wilson. Now, the next question would be, well, why are you Doug Peters and Rick Spielman if you wouldn't give Byron Leftwich – um, Adrian Wilson. And maybe the answer is that maybe Byron Leftwich and Adrian Wilson wanted Trent Balky out altogether. And maybe Doug Peterson wanted Rick Spielman and said, we'll keep Trent Balky in some capacity, but I want Rick Spielman to be in charge. In other words, maybe you make Rick Spielman like the president of football operations and then have Trent Balky working underneath him. That's the only thing that can make sense because there are so many moving pieces here, LeVar, where Trent Balky became such a divisive figure in the search and like how Trent Balky was going to fit into the organization, whether or not Trent Balky was going to be out of the organization became so central to the candidacy of so many of these candidates and central, again, to the candidacy of the two guys that we've been talking about over the last two weeks directly, and that's Doug Peterson and Byron Leftwich. Hmm. Uh, Albert Breer joining us here on uh, Fox Sports Radio. Um, what happened with Jim Harbaugh and uh, the Minnesota Vikings? Well, they didn't give him an offer. Um, and, I, you know, I don't know if they gave him a heads up and said, you're not getting the job. And then, you know, that allowed him to go back to Michigan and say that he decided to go back to Michigan rather than he didn't get the job in Minnesota. Um, you know, I, I I don't know like how that game was played exactly, but I do know that he wasn't getting an offer in Minnesota. They'd make the decision to go with Kevin O'Connell, and Jim Harbaugh's the announcement that the news coming out that Jim Harbaugh was going back to Michigan coincided with the Vikings making calls to the different candidates and telling them that they were out. And you'd think Jim Harbaugh would have that information since he was in Minnesota that day. So my guess, and this is just a guess, is Harbaugh wanted the Minnesota job and wanted back in the NFL and looked at the Raider job and then saw the writing on the wall, realized it wasn't happening, and recognized 
I better go make good with Michigan, and I go better make go make this look a certain way so I can function there the highest level possible going back there in 2022. I, I'm not sure, guys, that he won't be in the NFL in 23 or 24. I think what the last two years have shown us is that he has very real designs on getting back to the NFL. I can tell you when they put him through the pay cut in 2021, he was sniffing around every NFL job. He, I, I know people have talked directly to the Jets and Chargers. And obviously this year was way more outward. His interest in the Raiders, his interest in the Vikings. Um, and, I, and I also know he wasn't happy about having to take the pay cut at Michigan a year ago. So it'll be very interesting seeing where this goes at Michigan over the course of the next year. But I think eventually he's back in the NFL. Mm. Albert, I just want to ask you kind of a general question. Uh, the situation with Brian Flores, what are the next steps? How does this thing continue on? Uh, to the best of our knowledge, we don't believe that anyone else has joined his class action lawsuit. Do you expect um, any other coaches to? Yeah, I don't know if they'll. I, I don't know if they will, Brady. Um, you know, I, I think you know I, Brian Flores has to be applauded for his courage here. It took a lot to, to he did. Um, you know, like I, I think more than anything else, more than this being about a single case, I think. This is, and, you know, I've talked to a, a couple of I'm people who are, you know, really, really involved in all of this over the last couple of days who've told me that as much as anything else, this is the frustration level reaching a tipping point. The reason why there were more job openings across the NFL than anybody thought there was going to be this year. People thought it was going to be five or six. It wound up being nine. There was also a ton of you know, qualified minority candidates. Guys like Raheem Morris, Todd Bowles, Leslie Frazier, D'Amico Ryans, Gerard Mayo. Uh, like, there was a good candidate pool this year. And so, you know, I think what Flores' lawsuit sort of sig- signifies is the frustration level of minority coaches hitting a tipping point. And I think the way you want to look at this is as a change of venue. The way the Rooney Rule went in 19 years ago, um, it was under the threat of litigation. It was... Johnny Cochran putting together a report and threatening a lawsuit against the NFL based on the fact that there have only been six black head coaches over the first 82 years of the NFL. Um, So what the NFL did was they gamed it. They said, we're going to take it from the courts into our system, into the NFL system. 19 years later, I mean, I think this is Brian Flores and I think the I think other minority coaches who are probably involved in the background saying the NFL system doesn't work, so we have to take it back into the courts. I don't know what the end game is, but I do know that they feel like they need to put more pressure in the league, and this is one way to do it. Um, and as for Brian Flores' future, I know a lot of people have thought, like, maybe he'll never coach in the NFL again. I just don't think that's going to happen. I think he's too good a coach, and I think, you know, he's got too much respect um, from the people who are in that Patriot family. And having talked to some of those people in Mobile over the last couple of days, I, you know, I I just I can't imagine that if he wants to coach in the NFL again, that opportunity won't be afforded to him. I don't think that that's going to happen. Uh, get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter with the MMQB. Albert, always appreciate it. Get some rest, man. We'll do it again next week. All right, thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. All right, uh, There he is. See ya. Um, Senior left questions for me. Yeah, man. that last that last response left questions. God, Stephen Ross. Ran out of time, Stephen Ross. The hell are you doing, dude? <laughs>
Well, I was joking. Oh, that's good. That is, uh, that's not going to fly. That's, <laughs> like, that's what bad. an idiot. You um, know, one of the things that bothers me about the, this whole entire topic with everything going on is sometimes people will feel like we're flip-flopping because one day we'll say one thing and the next day we'll say something else. The reality is, is when you find more information or hear more, you know, and talk to more people, especially qualified people, it, it changes your opinion. It changes how you feel about that's things. media. Yeah, that's yeah. called media. Yeah. That's how it works. Um, yeah, and <laughs> so also flip, uh, flip flock, flopping, backpedaling. It, it, shut up. It's it's called media work. It, it's called not wanting that's, to have confirmation that's, bias. That's the opportunity of cracking a mic every day. We yes. get new details every day. Uh, well, but speaking, I of- had questions on on the whole Flores going to to the legal legal side of it based off of the frustration, and if it's based off of everyone. Why didn't everyone do this? Oh, snap. Yeah. Guess what I saw? <laughs> um, all right. Coming up next, uh, we are going to get into another edition of the BQ News. That's it's curious, always, though, uh, right? Yeah, it's, it's a little strange. It's a tad bit curious. Uh, and we'll have that for you right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. We will be back on the air Monday, 6 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 o'clock Pacific. It is Super Bowl week. This is how we do it. It's uh, Friday morning, (laughs) and it feels all right. Roberto's here on the west side. What next? I don't know. <laughs> and don't uh, know. if you missed any, uh, if you missed any of this show, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com after we go off the air. Right now, though, it is time to close up shop here on a Friday with something we call this. Yeah. News. Turn on the news. Let's go to the news desk. What's the good news? Here's Brady Quinn. All right, BQ, what do we got? Well, let's just start off with, uh, well, a good old dead spit article at uh, it had to be updated. There had to be some redactions because, well, what happened? As we, well, as we talked about earlier in the show, uh, the run game coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers, Mike McDaniel, uh, I guess Deadspin doesn't feel like he's a qualified candidate. Oh, wow. So uh, they write a hit piece on him. Well, they do that. Uh, and, and But they have to come to realize that he's not just another young quote unquote white guy. Oh no. He actually is biracial. Oh <laughs> what a miss. Ah. They were unaware of that. That's so a serious to, to, miss. Yeah. They had to update that particular article. Deadspin. Imagine. Deadspin sucks. I mean it's they're the worst. Imagine. Just the worst. Unbelievable. What a shame. That's too bad. <laughs> I, I feel like um, you don't feel that bad about it. Racist. Yeah. I mean um, that's pretty bad. It's it's <laughs> not good. Because a lot of times you your your skin is considered to be your sin and it's like it's so noticeable and then for you to not get that badge of honor <laughs> like that's messed up. Like I was not black enough to be with my own people in this one. Like, yeah, well, 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 you know, there you go. I hear you. All right. 
Yeah. Too, he was a little Show too us. light. A little too light. Show yeah. All right. Okay. Um, All right. Hey, any of you guys got any Apple watches? I mean, it's just the truth. Uh, yeah, I have one. I don't have yeah. one. Really? Yeah, yeah, I do. Do you I don't, know, I don't know how to use it, though. That's why I don't use it. No, my, my brother got it for me for Christmas. I or Motivation. My motivation to work out. I just feel like it'll play tricks on you, man. I don't, I don't, I don't, know, I, I don't want it. I don't know how to use it still. It's I can't figure like it out. Apple Watches that's, and TikTok, I stay yeah. away from, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 well, that's not saying much for you, Jonas, because one family found out uh, you got to be careful because they let their toddler play with their Apple Watch during nap time. It ended up calling 911. Mm. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So when the uh, the authorities showed up, they were a bit surprised by that. So you got to be careful about handling your Apple watches to toddlers. You know what Just else you got to be careful with? The Bluetooth, uh, the, the Bluetooth the, the option. Bluetooth. <laughs> the Bluetooth. Bluetooth. I don't even know about no Bluetooth. Yeah, what is it? I don't Red know. Tooth. Bluetooth. Didn't that get you got to be very careful with the Bluetooth. Didn't that get thrown on the field in Buffalo? Uh, yes. Um, what are you? Yes. Uh, what's, what were you saying about the Bluetooth? Well, I mean, you just got to be careful with it because you may run videos or music of some sort. And oh, it may it not be right. It may go oh, through the, the entire. Experience? Yes. I mean, I've just heard. Yes, that is. I know exactly then, what you're and saying. And then somebody <laughs> has to, like, call you immediately or text you and say, you know, you turn your Bluetooth off. Well, or- this is a true story. Uh, <laughs> when. So we were listening to uh, to the Bluetooth, but I had my uh, in-laws were over and they were making tamales. And so I put on the Mexican uh, uh, Christmas station. True story. And it was on the Bluetooth. So it was all like Mexican Christmas music and they were having a great time. We were having so much fun. And I had to be careful because, you know, we have a uh, text chain and, um, you know, maybe there might be some videos or certain things that are sent over. Yep. And I had to make sure that if I wanted to listen to it, I had to disconnect from the Bluetooth and listen but to it But just imagine if you have forgotten I want them to hearing do that, what we though. talk about. But just imagine if you have forgotten to do uh, that. It's happened. And okay. I've, uh, I've blamed uh, right. it on the neighbors. Okay. Like, I don't well, know what's going go. on here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not my fault. It's not my fault. <laughs> you have a neighbor named LeVar? Stop. Yeah. Cut it off. <laughs> Cut it off! Unplug it! <laughs> uh, what yeah, else we got? Okay, there we go. Uh, okay, so the New York Zoo, this is a, this is a first. Um, they've announced that a mated pair of male penguins have become the facility's first same-sex penguin oh, couple Christ to become parents. Sake. Okay. How? how? Yeah, all right. Okay. I mean, what do you I mean, mean they adopted? Yeah. How, how did how did that happen? Right. I don't know enough about penguins. And yeah. exactly. I mean, I know seahorses can can get that done. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, no, you're uh, right. Seahorses right. can. In this case, though, I think they. Uh, I don't yeah. know if they drugged them or what. Right. Just they, they paired them up together. That's, so I don't know. That's very good. What? That's very good. I well, mean, well, that's know. what you're going to leave us going we into got, the weekend. We everybody with, huh? to be represented. That, that mental image. Yeah. There's a chicken in the uh, Pentagon. <laughs> oh, oh, no. The old chicken in the Pentagon Literally. joke, huh? <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.